Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You only a thermos away from pleasure with Jules and Jim's Joyride. Keep it in the glove box and enjoy. Well, Jim, I'm delighted to welcome our guest, particularly yes. on this show. Yes. She is a fantastic songwriter, an amazing poet, a person who's had a television shows. Yeah. There's maybe nothing that this woman can't or hasn't done. But, 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 She's but, but, talented. Who is it? It's Imelda May. Yes! <laughs> it's Imelda May, and there she is. Hello. Well, hello, Imelda. How did you get here today? That's a good start, isn't it? Just... I got in the car. That's good. Right, well, we've covered that there one. We... <laughs> <laughs> do you drive? I do, but I learned to drive late in life. And then when I eventually pass my test, I won't tell you how many times I took it. Go on. No, I can't. I'll never Is live it, it down. over or under 10? Oh, no, it's under 10. It's under 10? Yeah, right. it's under so 10. So nine. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. What, we, what, what was then... it that you weren't that good at? When I eventually passed, I passed with zero um, faults, no nothing at all. So every time I was doing my test, I had no faults whatsoever, no minors or anything. And then something would happen at the very end. One, I was at the lights. I was just going amber and I was about to go. And um, just as I was heading, a little old man on a mobility scooter shot out into the middle of the road. Did you try and run him over? Well, no, I slammed my brakes on, but my front wheel was over the solid white line, so they failed me immediately, oh. but I didn't know mm. what the alternative was. You can't run him over. <laughs> I definitely failed then. Yeah. When you were a kid, what, sort of, what did you go around in then? Well, my, my dad had various cars, and mostly I remember his legs sticking out at the end of them where he was always underneath them. You know, no, no, the window. No. <laughs> but he took you to, didn't, he take, didn't he take you to Paris? Oh, he took us all over the world with this car. I remember once the rust was so bad that if you sat on my mum's side, you could see the road through the, through the do you car. Know what, do you know what it was? He had a Rover for a long time. Can't go wrong with a Rover. And there was a Navy Rover with red leather seats. Oh, lovely. And all seven of us headed off to, around France and Spain and Italy and that. But there was only room for four to sit in the back seat. So it was either me... Um, lying across them or I used to sit in the footwell with my mother where the, the I used to look at the road going past what, through, through the, the hole through yes. the hole no, but, but a continental <laughs> road though mind you that's a holiday treat in itself and at one point um, when we were when we were travelling along it was my brother's turn to sit on the top and he was so tall he had to stick his legs out so he could stretch so his, his legs so his legs were sticking out his legs were sticking out, out the as they were driving out of the window <laughs> Legs sticking out is a feature, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be. What's that metaphor? I don't know. What is that? There was a couple of moments that I remember. One was that I remember 
the locks weren't great the doors weren't great and I remember we went around quite a tight corner and you know we all we all would lean to the side <laughs> and then when we got up um, my sister was gone but the door Not gone? yeah the door had opened she'd fallen out we didn't notice and closed again as it went back in so the door had opened and closed that- and we turned and she was gone and we all looked back and she was screaming on the, on the road to the top God. of the road and then this was at the fell out of the rover there was another time I don't think it was the rover I think it might have been a Toyota a brown Toyota and in the 80s and I remember the the windscreen wipers went they went one way, but they didn't go back. So my dad... <laughs> so they went once. They went stopped. once. And so my dad tied a string through through along and then through the window. So we'd go for miles. It, went, it was like that for months. And every time it rained, it would they'd go, my mum would have to pull it back. No. And mum just sat so there. That's a very good, very good system of, 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 of making everything work. And didn't he take you to Paris and, and park underneath the Eiffel Tower or something, or the, or the Arc de Triomphe? Oh, we camped underneath the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. yeah we, we woke up with um, the gendarme going crazy and dragging us out. And I remember we were all <laughs> sleepy and mum was shouting, get your hands off him. And we were crying. We didn't know what was going on. But yeah, apparently well, you're not supposed to. pitched a tent under the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yes. And big orange tent. <laughs> For seven. <laughs> but I just remember, da- I remember Dad looking up at it going, God, this is a great spot. We, we must have got here before everyone else. <laughs> I thought it was a campsite. What a great view. Oh, and here's another great view of Buckingham Palace. Who would have thought we could pitch a tent in the Queen's Garden? <laughs> he has his own way. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on tour a lot over the years. I mean, I, I remember being with you on tour with you in Australia. You tour around America. <clears throat> Is travelling something and touring something that you enjoy doing? I do. I, I love the tour bus. I can get really at home on the tour bus. Yeah, Is it I a got... big one? A big, one of those great big ones with kitchens and lounges? Oh, yes. When yeah. In America, for sure, we really have to. The sitting room with the back, I'd turn that into a bedroom. When Thro- I had, The throne room. The throne room, when I had Violet. So I brought her around I was breastfeeding and I had a little when she got big I had a little cot in beside me and everything so Violet was all around the place with me as well she she learned to she she just started walking on the tour buses so her balance was amazing she was just like this little little dancer the way it, when it would move she'd just ground herself and you'd see her little body move while I like stayed still you know she just had so this, she got her tour bus legs early on she really did yeah, yeah. she was she was great at that and when you go on if you're going if you're traveling what things do you like to take with you what essentials are there that that, that uh, because the working musician travels that's yeah. that's their life traveling you're you're sort of move you want to move all the time so what are the things you like to take is it a book the toothbrush what is your proper tea bags because oh. that's really that's the thing what do you can't... consider a proper tea bag though well I do like Lions and Barry's good Irish tea really is that yeah. good because I, I would just I would only have Yorkshire tea bags they give you those little teeny tiny Lipton yeah that, bag, and and they're that, the worst you, I don't want to say anything against Lipton's but they are the worst they are the worst you have to squeeze about four of them into yeah, one cup. Yeah, it comes out grey. It's grey. It's yeah. a grey tea. Now, you've got to get the right colour in it. So a that would be my priority, would always would be good tea bags and books. What do you like to read when you're on tour? Do you like, do you like books about travel or other subjects? I bring a lot of poetry on, on tour just because you can dip in and out of it easily, where sometimes you can't commit to a novel. 
I like to find books on the way as well. I remember finding a great one when I was in touring America um, and it was a poem for each state or a couple oh. of poems for each state. So as we drove through them, I could get a little idea of somebody's version of them, you know, and I thought that was really lovely. I think it's much better to get an idea of a place you're travelling through from the, you know... Uh, from the artists and the poets, yeah. Then, then like, there's no point in look, looking at the news or listening to politicians. But the artists and the poets will give yeah. you a much better idea of what the place is. That's about. right. Yeah, yeah, I found that really a beautiful, beautiful way because some of them are old. There was two or three um, poems, and some of them are old and some of them new. So you got a different timeline, which was lovely. And did you read the poems as you went through the state? Yes. About, yeah, that's yeah. a great thing. To do. I was on a, yeah. on, I was on tour once. And I was reading Notes from Small Island by Bill Bryson. And I, I started reading it when we got on, on the tour bus and everywhere we went, it actually featured in the book as oh, I was reading it just by chance. Oh my God, So I'd be I driving through Saltair near Bradford and it would then be the next page, I turned a page and he was talking about Saltair and then everywhere I went, I I kind that. of followed this journey that, so he'd written the book on the same, trip tour that we'd done. I remember I was reading Oscar Wilde when I was staying in L'Hotel L'Hotel in Paris where he died. Oh. And it just felt, I, I, I don't think I was in the room that he died in, but it's a tiny little hotel. It's one of my favourites actually. It's so gorgeous and the, you look down, it's circular. It's really small and it's circular as you look down on the balconies. And that's and the I remember one where lying he, in bed. Did, that's the one where he didn't like the wallpaper. That's right, he was, he was um, one of us has to go, me or the wallpaper as he was dying one of my favourites of, of Irish poets is Pat Inglesby and he's just a, just magical I suppose I was brought up with listening dad used to read me a lot of um, Spike Milligan and then all various poets and Oscar Wilde and, and then uh, and Pat Inglesby who is I think an unsung hero actually I must I must send you a book of his he's just he's quite a few but he's yeah, they're they're hard to buy because he he refuses to to sell them. He's he's in his own world and he sits on Westmoreland Street in a street in Dublin, selling them from a suitcase, and he'll sell them to you at passing and have a chat with you. He wants he wants to have that connection with people, and then you don't know whether he's going to be there or not. He'll just roll up and sell them or not. My favorite of his is is called the French Woman and the Sky, and he fell in love with this beautiful French woman. And it's all about their relationship. But he has the most gorgeous way of looking at the world, you know. he's He was a children's entertainer for a long time. So a lot of people know him for that. I, I, they're really hard to find. They're quite expensive now. But he wrote um, zany tales for children. And they're just, they're just brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. They're bonkers and brilliant. But I don't think a lot of people know how actually brilliant he is. He's a bit of a genius. <laughs> 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When we were kids, um, my dad used to get, um, uh, we used to go off for a weekend in boat top caravans around Ireland once a year with and my aunties and uncles did it so we used to have about five of them not towed by the rover no 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 <laughs> with the horses oh, and uh, we used to go around them it was a, a convoy of the caravans and we'd, we'd park up and then they'd uh, let the horses free we had a couple of riding horses with us that we'd go along the sides and it was just magical so that was your holidays when you were when you were yeah, a kid yeah in the gypsy caravans and well you used to have one didn't you a giant so, one we had a, well, I had a showman's living wagon it was like a having an Edwardian sort of panelled across like between Sherlock Holmes's parlour and your sort of Nan's front room yeah. um, little curtains and I took it to Glastonbury yeah and um, and, they, and, and there were sort of various people hanging out and I met and they said oh no we're, you're, we're, we're, we want to we're camping we don't have a bit of wagon and like, this is a... anyway then there was torrential rain that night um, yeah. you just heard it on there because it had a metal roof a uh, clerestory roof you know with a little sort of um, mm. mollycroft roof there and uh Heard of it. And I woke up in the morning, rubbed my eyes, I thought I'd get up to do my morning business and looked <laughs> on the floor and there was like, the whole floor was writhing with people. And there were, <laughs> there were sort of friends and musicians and people who just all, because they get out of the rain because their tents had flooded, they were just sleeping on the floor, just crept into the wagon overnight and there was a carpet of people who had been sheltering what? from the rain. But I chucked them all out. I said, did you know? The wagon. <laughs> didn't want to come here earlier. We're well, not coming here now. The rain had stopped. Well, they just crapped it. You didn't know them. No, no. Well, no. I sort of vaguely knew some of them. I think, yeah. You know, I think some of them might have been related to me. I can't remember. Yeah. I have a, a, a wagon. Have you? Yeah, I love my. I use it as a spare room, so it's mm. it's brilliant. I wrote most of one of my albums in it, and then, um, but it's mostly me and my daughter use it. We have little sleepovers and picnics when it's rain, and I love waking up to the sound of the rain on Lovely. the yes. on the top of it. We use it loads. We've a little. She's a little portable. DVD player with all our kids' uh, movies on them, and then we just sit watching them with like, popcorn you, sandwiches. Are you, are you tempted to start dragging that around the country then with horses again? I'd love to, but I, I'd be afraid to move that one because it's a 1930s one, I think, and I've had it in the garden for a long time. So I'd be afraid if I moved, it would just collapse. But That'd I would love, nice, I'd love to do that with Violet to go around with the horses. It's such a lovely way to. I bet it's nice going around yeah. Ireland, isn't it, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was gorgeous. I was, I went to a, I think it was, it was a fest. what's the big festival that's in Ireland? This was about mm-hmm. 1990. Oh, probably fail. I went there and we went on a bus and I stopped somewhere right in the middle of Ireland and there was a pub with a chip shop in it. Oh, and, wow. And a, a fella pulled up in a Capri, but he'd sawed the top of it off with the chainsaw by the look of it. It was just hacked so it was then con- uh, a convertible <laughs> and he and he had a horn that went do 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 which I hadn't heard for years and <laughs> parked up outside this pub and said come on girls get in and these two girls jumped in the back and, and he zoomed off going, eh, eh, eh. and I thought this is Ireland isn't it <laughs> I love that That's what great. a great he's, guy he's I remember sold the top of it off Ronnie Drew was um my friend's uncle and he used to come from the Dubliners you know Ronnie Drew yeah. 
and uh, he used to I remember him coming into the area and he'd done well and he got himself a Jaguar that was uh, electric windows and mm. we hadn't seen anything like this yeah. and in the Liberties Jesus there was there was only my, there was only a couple of cars on our there was probably about four cars on our street and one of them was my dad's that was always on bricks and then this car rolled in and it was this emerald green I think it was Jaguar and he did that the the windows rolled out get in girls and we all <laughs> jumped in the back it was my friend and all her pals and we all jumped in because he knew how much of a thrill it would give us and he used to drive us around the block all the time and he just let us like press all the buttons and we were there was probably about 10 of us in it all hanging out the window screaming our friends thought we were rock stars going down the road and he just fantastic. to just drive us around let us he'd be laughing to himself as we were all screaming out the windows that you mentioned the liberties there which is our our we used to walk around Liberties sort of 25 years ago mm. and I, I mean it's it's still fantastic but what an mm. extraordinary little place yeah. or little zone that is yeah and it's like a loss it's almost like a lost world isn't it how would you describe it oh god to the, to the listeners that aren't, aren't familiar with it it's just some I, I go on about it a lot um you know beyond the pale we're literally beyond the pale the pale wall you can go and visit and see and it was english is that rule, where but, that comes from yes Beyond the pale. Yes. Is it? And the, everything was in within English rule, but inside it, when they came in, the, those bloody English came in and took over. And a bunch of people um, knocked down the wall and went outside and set up their own community. It's had loads of tough times. I wrote a poem about it called Liberty Bell because I felt loads of people moving into the area <clears throat> didn't know who she was. The Liberty Bell, you know, it went through. Look, my mum and my granny and my great granny were all from there. My mum was from tenement houses there, and like they went to work at fourteen. When mum didn't have shoes till she was sixteen or something, like you'd have one room to a family, and then the there'd be like four toilets out to the whole block to the whole building, and there was high unemployment. When I was a kid, it went into a major recession because Guinnesses were the main employers. You'd hear the bell go and the streets would be full of people going in with their little lunch boxes. And then you'd hear the bell going again at five and the street would be full of people leaving. And whole families lived there. And within no time at all, felt like overnight, everybody was out of a job because it was computerised. So that whole crowd of people going in and every, in and out that I remember seeing was gone and all of those families out of jobs so it went into a mad recession and had terrible drugs problem but the community is the magic part and the community really really um stuck together in an unbelievable way and i remember they had um groups of vigilantes that really were fabulous in the area i remember a drug dealer moved into one of the blocks of flats and uh, in the flat, they were just oh, these lovely families, big families all living in there, vibrant families. And when I say, like you'd be told off from your neighbour and they'd tell on you and bring it into your mum and everyone kind of minded each other's kids. You could let your kid out on the street and I'd leave in the morning. My mum would have to catch us by the evening, you know, it was lovely. And uh, I remember this, this uh, drug dealer came into the flats and it started bringing loads of people in. I remember there was really people in an awful state, teenagers um, on the stairwells 
dying. I remember watching a neighbour trying to resuscitate one of them and everyone had enough. And they'd called the police a million times and they didn't do anything about it. And I remember we watched, she went out to the shops and it was this massive amount of people just descended on her flat, pulled everything she owned out of it, put it into the middle of the filled it, covered it with petrol, lit it, boarded up. There was gangs of people, really, within no time at all, the whole place was gutted, everything set on fire, and the the uh, planks of wood nailed into all the windows and doors. And she literally came back from the shops and saw that our place was, that was it, it was over. And she, she screamed, went mad, but turned around and walked away. And that was it. The whole block of flats was was kind of saved in, I don't know, Phew. 30 minutes. The community is just magical. And you get so many characters. And and, and I don't know why, but um, as a kid, for me, I seem to have been brought up in a time warp. Because we'd go down to the same shops that my mum went to. And the old guys and the old women with the counter, you know, the, the big right. counters. But, but, and but I noticed that. Weighing the butter. There was no, you don't didn't buy butter separately. You'd weigh the butter and you'd weigh the sugar. And it was... No, it, I like that. So when I went there, mate, it must be 30 years ago or something, I first went there and I thought, this is so great because yeah. it was like being in the 1930s and 40s. Yeah. And I'd go around the junk shops and there was like oh, endless old blokes with suits smoking, yeah. giving you a load of old tosh. And it was just fantastic. I loved it. And now, a message from our sponsors. Fancy a sandwich and something for the weekend? Mm. Why not try our combination bakery and family planning clinic? Crusty cups, <laughs> coils and condoms. Horses are the the life of so many teenagers and they mm. get up at five in the morning and brush them down and take care of them and and uh, and run them and bring them to the countryside and back and put them out to pasture on the in the parks and everything. Mm. And really take care of them, but have you, the horses kind of saved I mean, some of the kids. That, that's a great exactly. No, a horse is a great uh, therapy for lots of people, mm. aren't they? Have you ever ridden yourself? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I was about five when my dad put me first on the back of a, a curry horse, and I was bareback riding. You know those beautiful, uh, the big curry horses. What are they called? The lovely furry huge big feet the sort yeah. of like the what are they not well, dry horses. Shire horse yes the big yeah. shire horse great big ones yeah yeah and I remember bareback riding them there was they're massive but very gentle really very very gentle there was one that I loved her name was Golf don't know why and and uh, she was just so gentle and beautiful and we'd we'd, we'd ride her up and down the fields and my dad trusted her you know she was I remember my dad one of the times we were on camels um, if you're talking about transport and animals, we were on we were on camels in, um, when we went to Morocco. Once we went on a day trip, one of those mad day trips, you get up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, and head off. We had no money, and my dad had. Um, I remember he said, "Which would you prefer, a nice dinner, or go to Morocco?" So we all said, "Go to Morocco." So my mum got some bread rolls and some water, and off we went on this boat. And uh, I remember when we got there, uh, we ended up there was snake charmers, and it was there weren't a lot of tourists there at all. Very adventurous, your dad. Yeah, he's magical, and uh, he's bonkers. And we, I remember we were on the on the camels, and I remember one of them was hissing at me, and uh, I think we ran out of money, but we no money when we were there. And then oh yeah, we were getting chased by these kids that thought we were rich tourists, and we had nothing. And this um, man opened his shop door and said, come in, come in. And we, 
we went in there because they were these little kids were trying to pickpocket us and uh he said come in we went in there and he fell in love with the family and ended up taking us for dinner and we had this big meal with his family and then there was belly dancing and we had, I think people often befriended you know my dad and my mum and the family because they were so easy and f- free and, a, and probably people were interested thinking who are these people <laughs> what are they doing and I remember in France once we broke down and this Lord Mayor came and befriended us and rented a car for me dad and said leave that one and paid for a car for us to drive all the way around the rest of France and they kept in touch they wrote to each other for years later but when I went back to school after my hol- the holidays back to the liberties I was in terrible trouble from the teachers because they thought I was a liar you know they say what did you do over the summer holidays been to Morocco went to Morocco camped was on a camel camped under the Eiffel Tower get out naughty child Ca- lying yeah, again yeah <laughs> they seem like these mad fables I'd made up I used to ride pigs <laughs> speaking of mad <laughs> no. fables <laughs> No, this is when I was a, when I was fourteen. I went to work on a pig farm. One of the things I used to do, the farm used to say, "Go and so, yeah." I had to test to see if <laughs> if a sow was ready to mate with a boar. He said, "What you do is you sit on its back, and if she doesn't run away, she's ready to mate." So then I'll get her in the in the byre and then bring a boar in. So I had to go around and sit on the back of the pigs. And they'd quite often run off because they didn't want to be mated. <laughs> so I would run around, ride around on the back of pigs because I, I, well, I thought, what, I'm on there now. I might as well enjoy it. <laughs> How old were you? 14. Oh, my God, that's fab. So while my friends were getting mopeds and stuff, <laughs> I was riding around the town on pigs. <laughs> I love that. You'd tear away. It would be quite nice to have a gang of people riding pigs, wouldn't it? You wouldn't get that these days. Well, we could always start that, yeah. well, like a, 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 a gang of hoodlums on pigs. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like they have gangs of, you know, motor park people, all that. we have pigs. Yeah. Saddler know. up. Yeah, exactly, oh. yeah. <laughs> oink, oh. oink, off we go. <laughs> what was your favourite place and what place are you looking forward to when you can go back on tour? Where are you really looking forward to going? On tour, I don't... At the moment, my only priority is to see my family really mm. once I can travel is to see my family because I've only seen my mum and dad once since last year that's all I can think of so far but I'm going I'm doing a tour next April it was booked around England and Ireland so I'm looking forward to getting around again just mm. a, a little bit of here and there you know I love I love eating away you know I love all the different mm. foods and trying to ask for various things in various languages it's a lot of fun to be had, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's part of the pleasures of travelling is eating mm. um, different local foods. I love the. I always love that food in New Orleans, for instance. I always thought <gasps> that was a delicious lot of food. New Orleans is one of my favourite places. Cajun stuff. Ah, oh. I mean, you've got the French and Spanish influences. Yeah. You've got the African influences. You've got even the, you've got sort of uh, um, uh, English influences. You've got all these different things all being mashed up. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a, just really, a magical yeah. place. I love it. I remember ending up in... I'd follow me nose when I'd get there. Always. Never plan when you get to New Orleans. Reminds me of Ireland in that way. You're better off just going with the flow and It'll you'll have right. a better time. Yeah. And I remember um, some of the others in the band were like, I want to see this, I want to see that, you know, and I, I just head off. And I ended up 
going down to um, these back streets and f- following where the mews were going. Then I saw loads of people going into this house. And it was one of those pop-up restaurants that but somebody was doing it in their house. So I just ended up in somebody's house that had set up tables all around the sitting room. And then the the granny was in cooking away and she was just sending out whatever she had. And then somebody playing in the corner. And I was just this home cooking in somebody's sitting room with all these tables and chairs. It was just one of the most magical nights I've ever had. You know, it was just so, so lovely. lovely. I think, yeah, yeah. Right, spontaneous things happen. I think yeah. that's what happens when you travel, isn't it? You have to allow, there has to be a philosophy which allows you to be completely open and just see what's going to happen. If you yeah. plan too much, you never quite know. You yeah. live the free and easy life, don't you? Do I? I think, well, you know, being taught, especially by that, that great story of putting a tent up next to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I mean, that, I've never heard anything, of, but that must have led you to, <laughs> to that free and easy life that you never lead. Yeah, probably. I'm open to, I'm open <laughs> to things happening, I suppose. That's, my mum and dad went, when they travelled, um, we wouldn't know where we were going. I think Mam's family were worried sometimes because there was not much of a plan other than getting there and we'd head around. But we always m- met people, so maybe that's where I get the free and yeah. easy vibe from. Let's see who see we meet happens. and see what happens, yeah. Do you make friends everywhere you go? I mean, it's clear that Melda and her family did. It's, yeah, it's... Sometimes it can be tricky. I remember hitchhiking once. I had this idea when I was about 17 to hitchhike all around England. I was in the pub on a Friday night and I said, I'm going to hitchhike around England and and qualify it by buying postcards and newspapers and things and then be back in the pub on Sunday night. And I did this on my own. And the first night I stopped, I was in Grantham and I decided to, well, I had nowhere to sleep. I just got out of a lorry and I went into a pub and started talking to these people and telling them my story. I said, I'll buy you a drink. And I went to the bar, turned around, and I saw them running out of the door. <laughs> thinking, this bloke is clearly insane. He's a weirdo. You go. <laughs> then I spent the night sleeping on a, a freshly cut field of corn, which had bristles about two inches long. And that was very uncomfortable. So I thought, now I'm going to go and bury myself into um, the corner of a golf, in the sand of a, in a golf course. Of course. So I dug a hole <laughs> in a sand pit in the golf course and buried myself in it. Keep that on. got wet. So it, well, it all turned out disastrously. Yeah. But yeah, you can try and make friends and sometimes, sometimes appear too strange. Mm. I remember once having a... You reminded me of... Uh, we used to have uh, hitchhiking races, me and my friends, to the big gang, a few of us, and you'll see who can get to the west coast of Ireland the quickest. So yeah. we go from Dublin. And we'd do that on the way back. But if you told whoever it was you were getting... And we were, always had guys and girls. We were, we were safe enough about it. But I remember when you'd tell whoever it was what you were up to, then they'd really get involved. Well, I wasn't going there, but we are now! And their foot would go down. And you'd have a landmark that you'd you'd try and meet each other. And that's the time, I think, was before some of the, the beautiful roads are built now. So it was like an eight or nine hour journey on a coach. So, But we'd be trying to... It's only like three hours now. But we'd be trying to get there hitchhiking. It was just, and, and you, you wouldn't have, we didn't have mobile phones. So you'd only know when you got there, you'd be looking to see in the distance, are they there? They, did we win? And points were on whoever was was the loser. You know, yeah, that's, that is a very nice way to, to proceed. It was lovely. And it's all about proceeding. And of course, the thing is, as you're saying, with the 
but if you've got the right sort of poetry books, you can just sort of escape to anywhere without uh, without actually having to travel anywhere if you don't mm. want. It takes you somewhere else, sort of metaphysically, which is quite nice. I wonder if this show takes anywhere anybody metaphysically to elsewhere. I think we've been to quite so. a few places today. We have. Yeah. Been all around the world. Yes. On camels and horses and pigs. Oh yeah, that's right. Actually, we have. I don't think we've ever travelled on. That's right. We have travelled all around the world on camels and horses and pigs. It's a it's a it's a podcast first. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being our guest today and yes, taking us you. to such extraordinary and beautiful places. Thank and um, we look forward to seeing you again soon when the world goes back to normal. And thank you for joining us today, Imelda May. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there goes Imelda, travelling home on an old upturned boat caravan. Yes. Pulled by pigs. Pulled by pigs, uh, headed for the Eiffel Tower for a couple of of nights stopover. Stopover in a tent, yeah. Yeah. And good luck to her. This podcast was produced and edited by Molly Stewart. Sound engineers were James Stewart and George Latham. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 